Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Lunch with Legs. Legs Malone here, wishing you all a wonderful day or evening or commute, whatever you are up to, or just sitting still wherever you are. It's a hot, beautiful afternoon in July as I record this, and I hope that everybody is having a very refreshing summer so far. I have to say, we're apparently still at the... uh, I can't believe we had a polar vortex in the middle of July. Go figure. But apparently those awful (laughs) uh, sweltering temperatures are back on their way. So welcome to summer in New York, everybody. (laughs) I am so excited to bring this week's episode to you. I interviewed the wonderful Esme Carino, who is a light worker and vortex healer. Uh, who I had the great fortune of meeting several months ago. And in the spirit of diversifying who I bring on to Lunch With Legs, I figured, hey, why not bring somebody on who speaks to something that I'm very interested in? Yes, I am a burlesque dancer. I'm also a dance teacher, and I do some, I guess for lack of a better term, some light work myself. Esme says something really cool around the word healing in the podcast, so I'm hesitant now to say that I enjoy working in a healing modality, but all the same, I just really like helping people feel good, and so does Esme. I'm really looking forward to having you guys listen to this. Uh, Just one last thing before we get on with the interview. If you want to support us, please go to lunchwithlegs.com and click on our PayPal button. Any amount is welcome, and we would be so, so, so grateful for any and all financial support that you guys are able and willing to give. And if you can't afford to give anything, please share the website among your uh, friends um, within your community on your Facebook page be it the website or the podcast itself. You can find us not only on lunchwithlegs.com, you can stream directly off of there, but we're also on iTunes. For those who have been listening for a while, you know this. This is old hat to you. But for those who are tuning in for the first time, please, please, please be our friend in doing so. Any and all uh, energetic input and promotion is so deeply appreciated. This is... This whole podcast project is a real labor of love, both by myself and my fabulous producer, David Bird, and we are so grateful for everything that you guys give to us, even if it's just your ears. So without further ado, go ahead, sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of something good, and get ready for the wonderful Esme Carino. All right. Esme Carino, welcome to the Lunch with Legs podcast. What a pleasure to have you. How are you? Super, super. I just had that full moon the other day and feeling very grounded and full. Super full moon. It was, I know in non moon speak more of the scientific, they were calling it the super moon, the first of three super moons. Um, It was also in the Hindu tradition, it was Guru Purnima, um, which is, you know, when the, sorry Hindus, it's going to, I think it's when the, (laughs) Moment when you can most easily access the guru. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But I know guru very- in in the practice that I um, that I adhere myself to is G U R U. Yes. Precisely. <laughs> so accessing who you. you are. Yeah. Not necessarily another person. So I'm really excited for several reasons to have you on today's podcast. We are coming to you coming to you, dear listeners, live from Esme's beautiful kitchen. 
Um, and uh, it's true. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, and I'm super excited because you are the first bona fide healer that I am interviewing on the podcast. My most of people who listen to this know me as a burlesque performer and sort of healing enthusiast, but I haven't really let on to the side of myself. And I was very fortunate to meet you, gosh, three or four months ago, maybe even slightly longer, at a, a beautiful new moon ceremony at our friend's house. And um, ever since then, I just, I, I want to know more and more and more and more. So I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> but um, I guess just for, for layman's term, can you describe what you do, what Vortex Healing is, or anything else that you care to... I, I can get a, give a stab at it. It's, um, it's difficult to pinpoint because words really limit your experience, um, but I'm going to give you little bits here and there and hopefully um, in your imagination you can you can bring it all together um, basically um, even the term healer um, has a connotation to say that there's something wrong with you mm. um, and I never approach any activity in, in working with uh, people or groups uh, in community by, by assuming that at all. I mean, we are all perfect on our path and learning as we go. And um, so it's more like a facilitator. Mm. Um, I use the connection that I have um, nurtured for years um, to help people connect further and deeper into themselves. Mm. Um, and that's where the healing, so-called healing, occurs is when you... Um, actually align yourself with the truth of who you are, mm -hmm. you then find less fault in your ups and downs, in your, oops, I fell on my face that time. Mm -hmm. You just get up, dust yourself off, and go, look at what I learned. I'm awesome. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, can you describe a little bit what vortex healing is in particular? Because that's how I... That was the modality that you were uh, offering the night that I met you, and I had such a powerful experience in response to it. I mean, I was like, <laughs> you know, like hey, it's time to come back. It's like, oh my God, where have I been? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my training with Vortex um, work comes from the new paradigm, multidimensional transformation. That's a mouthful. <laughs> oh my goodness, I wish they renamed it. But it used to be called Shambhala, which is very nice. Um, there's a whole history to why we had to change the name unnecessary for now. But um, in that work, um, this particular training was nine days of, of working with um, the energies of the vortex, doing getting clearings and activations, um, aligning yourself with particular entities that were visiting the vortex, and then generating your own... Um, your own version of it, because um, each person has their own spot on a grid, so to speak. You know, the universe has grid lines, and we have our spot, um, our path, um, our not necessarily a chosen path, like, oh, you can't veer off this. I mean, everything you do within your life is 
on that path. You can't miss it. Mm -hmm. You've never made that kind of mistake. It's not possible. You are who you are, and you're going along your way learning your thing, so it's all good. Um, So in this um, work, uh, it's all about intention. And Mm -hmm. and the, the thing that I had to unlearn was my doubt in that I could or could not do this. Um, and that takes a lot of clearing because we forget that we are divine. We forget that we are part of source. Um, and our individual um, expression of who we are is unique and needed and perfectly formed for exactly what we came here to do. So in honor to that expression of my authentic self, um, I, I had to let go of a lot of training, a lot of programs. Um, and then there was a memory that I was able to access as a small child that made me realize I've always been this person. Yeah. I've always been a magical being. Because when you're little, you don't have any resistance to it. You just are, right? So there became this... Um, Renowing or reintroduction to who I really am, mm-hmm. and the magic came effortlessly as soon as I realized I'm still that person. I'm still that four-year-old. Um, wow! So, you know, as a young child, you wake up in the morning, you go, "I want ice cream today," and that's your focus. And guess what? You get it. Um, <laughs> somehow, that ice cream shows up. Um, you are still that person. So, in in creating the vortex, it's the same. Intention. Um, now, there is a discipline to the work of aligning yourself continually with um, pure love and light from source. Um, there are people who can channel entities from all levels of energetic exchange. Um, and that can seem really scary to a person outside of this um, work. Because, oh, if you open yourself up, you don't know who's going to come in. Well, it's also your intention there. Mm. Um, If you say, you know, I'm a creature of love and light, and what I invite into me is this only, and those are the messages and (laughs) the, the entities that come and the energy that you're able to facilitate within your vortex. The vortex is a very... Um, uh, protective space and I kind of I've kind of visualized it like an onion mm. like a top to the onion mm-hmm. and then the bottom so the top of the onion is reaching towards source and the bottom of the onion grows roots to mother earth okay. and so it's um, and it's I don't know I mean everybody has their own way of visualizing and manifesting things so uh, my mind kind of makes this really golden gorgeous netting mm. and with plates and all kinds of fancy, fun, scrolling, I don't know, it gets all crazy in my head, and then it just kind of glows with this gorgeous energy, and then we connect to Source and to Mother Earth so that whatever um, experiences or energetic needs um, that are reflected upon each individual within the vortex um, can be facilitated to be brought back to the light. Mm. So when... um, like in your experience, more often than not, our conscious mind really can't maintain this understanding, um, especially initially. So you go to sleep, 
which is perfectly fine mm -hmm. because in your unconscious state, you're much more open, there's less resistance, and more gets done. Um, each vortex, like I said, is a reflection of the individuals in the space. Mm -hmm. So um, it is not ever an intention, nor is it possible for me to bring anyone to an activation or a clearing that is not with it within their alignment as a divine being. Mm -hmm. So as we enter the space, I always ask permission from your I am presence, your higher self, to receive the clearings and the activations as in line with your path. Mm -hmm. I'm never in control. Um, and of course, that's overrated anyway, so forget that. <laughs> You're like, whatever we control, it's up that out right out the window, because that's, that's, a, that's a, a mind, uh, ego place of I've got this all straightened out. Um, it's, a <clears throat> it's a joke, actually. Um, so within the vortex, um, the um, intent that I hold to bring whoever is within the circle to the next thing. I don't know what the next thing is. Anytime I do individual energy work, it is the same way. It is me being open to bringing in the love and the light from source, passing it to you. It does exactly what you need. I don't even care what your story is, actually. The less I know about your issues and your problems and your boo-boos on your body the better for me, because I can be more and more clear. Um, and then the healing, a uh, healing, you know, the facilitation of this energy into your experience, um, there are hitches to that. Um, depending on where you are in your life, how well you're willing to be open and receive has everything to do with the... the lasting experience of it, the um, the initial experience. I mean, I've had people um, have any range of emotional response um, from giggly, happy, crying, uh, mad. I've gotten people pissed off, which is always interesting to me because I'm like, whoa, we, whoa what's happening over there, you know? Um, but whatever, it's, it's what it is. And we always look at our emotions to know um, that something significant is happening. Not to be attached to the emotional experience, but go, oh, there, my body is telling me that this is something, whatever it is. And to say, okay, in the range of emotional experiences, I had this, this, and this happen. Wow, why? Why? What is it about this particular um, activation or whatever it is that came up during the vortex uh, group um, where where is that bringing me to my next experience? Mm -hmm. Because that's always in those contrast moments that we ha we <clears throat> create more clarity. So it's just a gorgeous um, organic movement, and and it it's never the same. I just had a workshop two weeks ago, and um, I can never know exactly how things are going to happen. I just know that I present the energy in the work and then the individuals within that create more opening. So then more energy comes for their individual facilitation. Yes. And then I'm getting information from my channel, um, channeled entities 
to bring different energies. Mm -hmm. What is it that they need? And I'm getting my guidance. And because the energy is really strong and we're all kind of united in this experience together, we are all getting exactly what we need at this moment. And I continue while I'm in that vortex to get what I need. I am not done. There's no such thing. So in that egoless place, you're, uh, the, the facilitation is huge. And everyone gets to have what they need. And it's truly magical. Yeah. Magical. Yeah. That's amazing. How did you come across this work? Mm. Um, I trained with Doreen Virtue in 2010 in Hawaii for the angel therapist practitioner. Awesome. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that whole coming about was definitely a magical manifestation. Um, I didn't have the money... And I was in a marriage that that man was not going to be letting me go to Hawaii. So I said, okay, you know what? If I'm supposed to go, you got to bring me the money. I'm telling you, in two months, I had $10,000. Holy shit. <laughs> That's amazing. And then my husband at the time got wind of that, and, and I bought the ticket. Um, I bought the registration for it, and then, I'd, and then we had to pay, pay some bills, and I didn't have money for the ticket. And I said... I need more money. And another $10,000 showed up. Oh, my God. Brought That's my kids to my dad's in California. It was the craziest manifestation. And I said, you know what? There's no way I'm not supposed to go to this. So that totally. gave me the, the, the support I needed to turn around to my husband and say, it's going to happen, and this is where we're going, and um, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was the beginning of my understanding of the support I've always had in my life and that mm -hmm. magical place of uh, I'm not alone and I've never been alone at those an entourage you know just lots and lots and lots of helpers um, so that started to open up my my direct connection with angels and um, that's when I, I realized um, how intuitive I was and I came home flying just flying like my feet were not touching the ground I was like who am I this is awesome I felt like my wings were coming out of my body I was like does everybody see my wings are they fucking huge or what um, <laughs> you know like I was like everybody make way I'm very big I'm very big there's not enough room in the supermarket everybody move over um, it was crazy like I was just outside my body more than inside my body for a really long time um, and in in coming home from that, I had a lot of dreams about becoming um, doing my certification for Reiki master. Um, and every morning I'd wake up and I and then hear them shouting in my ear, Reiki master, and I'd be going what? And wake up, jump out of bed, kind of going, where the heck were these? Are these people crazy? What was that? And so I just say, you know, if this is really something I need to do, I need you to repeat it. You know, because I feel a little crazy getting, is that really a message or where's that coming from? Still in doubt, not completely in alignment. Right. You know, still my ego going, you're not this person. Mm. You know, and making me feel unworthy of, of this connection. Which has been a lifelong, maybe even more than one lifetime, programming that I have had to release. And I'm happy to say it's, it's doing good. It's very much on the back burner and I can recognize it when it comes up. Um, so in doing the Reiki training, my teacher had this um, pamphlet on the table about um, the Shambhala work. Mm -hmm. 
And I was very attracted to it. I said, what's that? What is that? What is that? And she's like, oh, this is, you know, this kind of energy work and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, it's interesting to me. What really sold me on it was I went to um, get a, a Reiki session with her. And I had been doing the Reiki, and I liked it. Um, it was a little regimental for me, but I managed through it, you know, um, being a smart person, I could memorize things, whatever. Um, I sat down on the table with her, and she brought in this other energy. And I, after the healing, I woke up and looked at her, and I said, What was that? What was that? That's not Reiki. And she says, Oh, no, it's this. And I went, You got to give me that then. Because that was pumped up. That was crip. Wow. That was... Reiki is awesome. Awesome. But it is just the introduction to energy work. Okay, and it's it's a different um, it's a different vibration and all of this stuff and it's and it came at a time that it was completely appropriate for where we were as human beings and the introduction and all that stuff. But um, uh, where we are now is we're ready for more, you know, as human beings. We are ready for less dogma, less less um, um, structure, and more just intention. You know, and how and how when you start to work with it from that place, you realize how incredibly powerful you are, and there's no denying it anymore. Absolutely, there's a real evolution happening right now. I mean, I, I I'm not alone in saying that. Um, and more than ever, you know, more and more practitioners are you know calling other light workers just come like come learn come explore mm -hmm. you know now is the time you're needed yeah and i would love to know if you can i mean provide any advice or give any tips for any aspiring light workers who may be listening to this episode um i mean i know it's it's you know everyone's path is absolutely different and individual absolutely. um the most important thing is to do the energy work every day for yourself um, realign yourself, always put yourself into that joyous, effortless, ease and graceful place so that when you're introduced with the next thing, there's less resistance and you embrace it and move through. Um, and I think one of the most important things that um, starts to happen when you align yourself so deeply with the essence of who you are, um, every relationship around you has to bump it up mm. or they go away. Yeah. So, um, and that's not in judgment. It's just how the energy works. Yeah. And um, there, is, there needs to be a lack of attachment. Mm. Not that you're not engaging in your relationships, intimate or not, without that integrity and and that presence of now, um, but you need to honor everyone's path and that if they are moving away and you're going this way, left, right, whatever it is, the fork of the road, to love them on their path and honor your own path. Mm -hmm. And this is a very strong, very difficult thing. We are taught such codependence in all of our relationships. And it's exceedingly difficult for us to um, honor the separation. Know that growth happens at every every union and separation. And there's gazillions of them. I mean, if you think about your, um, a reincarnated individual, um, you have probably done this tens of thousands of times. That is at least 10,000 marriages, 
let's give or take a couple of thousand. <laughs> if in this lifetime you decide, I'm not going to do it with this person anymore and you need to move on, um, that's only one out of lots and lots of times you've dedicated yourself to being with a particular person and, and whatever that um, relationship gave to you. Um, but that also goes in lines with very close friends, my children. That's been a whole different experience um, in doing this work for myself and what that's brought to their lives. Mm. Um, that would be a whole other episode. <laughs> Don't start me on that. Um, but that would be it. I mean, um, I'm, I'm not here to um, dictate or suggest anything ever. Um, I know that you are the wisest person in your life for yourself. And if you give yourself the care and the love that is inherently yours, always there for you, and you line up with it, you're going to know what's next. And I applaud that. Yay! Next thing. What's the next thing? Let's mm. have an adventure. Because this is a playground. Yeah. Are you playing? Maybe you're not playing. Maybe you're only playing sometimes. Maybe you only give yourself permission to play on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas every moment of every day is an invitation to bring that fun, that, that release of that four-year-old who wakes up in the morning and is super jazzed about his day. Mm. And there's not a moment that he thinks about tomorrow because today is so awesome. doesn't matter. Mm. It's that alignment. That's where the magic all happens. And that's where you'll know what's the next thing. What's the next thing? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it, just, it feels so good just hearing I know. <laughs> I know. I love saying it. It feels really tingly all over. <laughs> so speaking about what's next, I mean, you have an established practice here in Brooklyn. Um, you lead some really beautiful new and full moon ceremonies every month. Um, and I'd love to know not only more about those ceremonies, I mean, working with the moon as a wonderful, really deep way of connecting with our own life process and just the process of life on this amazing planet we live on. But I'd also then love to know what's coming up next for you as well. Cool. Um... In, in my convoluted collecting of things that I really liked, I um, was attracted to pagan rituals as opposed to traditional American holidays. Um, but there was a lot about the pagan rituals that intimidated me because I felt like I wasn't qualified to have, uh, you know, all the parts to it and, you know, you got to use all these herbs and, oh my gosh... There were so many things on the list to do to have one ceremony. Um, I just kind of put the books away and said, I, ca I can't do this. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not this person. Um, but my children inspired me to realign with the understanding that with my intention and my children's love of being alive and being here and really enjoying the cycles of the year, um, we um, started to do some pagan holiday rituals, but very much geared towards their love of the season, whatever the season was. So in autumn, which was one of our favorites, of course, um, we'd bring all kinds of wonderful, cool things from nature, mm. acorns and leaves and, and pine cones, and, and just put out everything onto our little altar with candles, whatever they wanted, with their special little toys. It didn't matter to me. I was like, this is ours. We can make it any way we want. Mm. Um, so... Um, 
therein lies the initial relationship I fostered um, in creating that for my children, this relationship between the cycles of mother and, and our lives. And there was a lot of respect for um, the birth and rebirth of every year and how that really affects my own energy, my energy of my children, and what we were able to do throughout the year and, you know, energy really high in the summer, a little quiet in the winter. So we do different activities. And for them to have that awareness as well as their life progresses and they move out and on into the world, to be aware of there are quiet times and there are very excited times. And they're all good. Mm. Just allow whatever's happening. Allow your relationship with the cycle of mother to uh, help facilitate your growth. Because that's what she's here for. That's what she wants this relationship to be, essentially, um, mutually supportive. Mm. Because as you grow and expand, she revels in that. There's a huge need for her to see her children expand in any way that they're, they're move, moving towards, especially when we align with that light and love. The expansion is enormous, mm. um, and the, the creativity in that is, is limitless. And when we start to realize that, ooh, it uh, gets real sparkly and tingly every day, you just wake up in the morning going, oh my goodness, what am I going to do today? This is nuts! Um, so um, when I started to do this energy work um, as a group uh, full moon, new moon um, it was all in alignment with the MDT work and I really wanted to bring people into a vortex I was like I don't care what you're doing just get up in here <laughs> you know. and whatever needs to happen is going to happen um and I just started to invite people that had done some work with me energetically, um, had a relationship with me as a friend. Um, I did some outreach, some free Vortex um, classes. And, and then, so now we have this group that's formed and we meet um, every new moon, which uh, moves around a lot. Um, so the new moon is in my home and the full moon is in Prospect Park. Um, and... The idea there is to honor the relationship between mother and the moon and the new moon is for planting the seed and the full moon is for that manifestation and the gratitude. Um, each month what it does for the people participating is to give them some focus on their intention. So we've had people who declared intention of just more self-love. Um, money definitely had that a couple times over um, I want uh, love from others you know I want to feel that people love me um, I want creativity I want to fall in love with my creativity um, all kinds of very intimate and beautiful declarations and then when we meet again the reflection of the month and to say, oh my gosh, I got it. When you realize your intention is all that's ever needed mm. at any given time, there are no barriers. Mm. When the barrier or the whatever you perceive as a barrier shows up, you just reignite that intention. 
And you know that during that new moon, we all as a community heard you and support you and honor your intention. So in the community, there's so much more, I'm going to say power, um, that ignites your declaration Mm -hmm. so that um, the community holds you up too. And, you know, being a solo practitioner for many years, um, I really yearned for that experience of more people. Mm-hmm. And I started to do meditation groups when my kids were really little with other mothers. Mm-hmm. We'd have all the kids in the basement and all the moms in the other room. <laughs> and we, it was like a secret club. You guys stay down there and play. We're going to do our meditation. But what ended up happening was I, it, it just uh, fueled me, mm-hmm. filled me, inspired me just to meet with these other mothers and just... And just love each other. It really was not, it was no criticism, no judgment. It was just, hi, how are you? I love you. And, and in that, it made it possible to do the next month. You know, with that integrity, with that, I can, I can promise myself that I love myself. I'm going to be at this meeting the next time. Get filled up again so that I can get through the next month. Mm. Um, and so it just is um, another way of the discipline to dedicate to yourself what you really need and that's the only thing is your connection to who you are. Mm. Nothing else. Mm. And it's so simple. People want to make so it different. So deceptively simple. Yes. People want to just turn away from it. Um, they want it more complicated. They. We've been trained, you know? Yes, it, yes. It, it, Especially if one has had a religious upbringing. The fact that you need a middleman to get to God... When it's like, no, that connection is there. That divine spark is within you. You don't need to parlay that onto somebody else. Like, that, that's, that's like religious codependency. It is. It, we, like we said, that relationships, all of our relationships have been codependent in one way or another. And to realize that the only really healthy relationship that is absolutely necessary for you to have is the one with yourself. Mm-hmm. Then all the other relationships work out. Because then they realize... It is not up to you to make them happy, but they must make themselves happy just like you did. And then you can have a union where each person is doing their own work and attending to themselves and inspiring each other because we're so in love with living. That's what the community is there for. And it's an amazing, amazing experience. The other thing that I've done is the podcast um, energy work called the core intention oh cool um where i am inviting light workers energy workers of all sorts to um join me in a podcast of intention um i have invited many people to add their intention into the the words that i speak um but everybody who attends the vortex whatever their grid work whatever their path has been that energy is being brought down Right. Um, and infused. And then um, I open up a Stargate that brings in um, more multiverse energies to bring the energy to Mother mm-hmm. so that she receives the gifts of who we are and our intention. So um, that group only uh, meets four times a year at um, <clears throat> a very uh, high pagan holidays, which I know are in line with um, earth cycles and they're very um, intense um, intensely 
charged energy for mm-hmm. for mother, um, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful time for for people to come together in a community and set an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's a there's a, a podcast release of that coming up. Haven't gotten there yet, but <laughs> it's it's working. There. It's working. <laughs> um, and then also in that, um, I plan to invite interviews kind of like this of other mm-hmm. light workers that I know to talk awesome. about to talk about their own personal work with this oh, energy so that we can make it like I'm a regular person and I just made the intention to make this happen and look at all the magical things that have, have come to pass and then how I learned to believe in myself. And you can do it too. I mean it just looks like this. This is how it looks like for me. And in these stories we can really um, identify Mm. Um, the lumpy progress it is because you go up and down and up and down and up and down and eventually you realize the up and downs are all gorgeous and love them all and then you can just kind of giggle through the whole thing because it's just oh look I'm upset oh look I'm happy oh oh look I'm crying today you know like just the emo- the experience of being an emotional person um, is the gift because in other realms, we don't have this body to have the emotion to, to enjoy. Mm. It's hard to imagine that all the emotions are enjoyable, but they are. Absolutely, and they are the barometer of our experience. I mean, so, so many people are so terrified of feeling their feelings. Yeah. And it's like there's nothing to be scared of. They're just feelings. Nobody's ever been threatened by one of their own feelings. It may feel scary as shit, but honor it, give word, you know, give life and breath to it, sure. you know, experience, scream, shout, laugh, dance, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely, and um, when we, when we honor our emotional experience and bring it in, bring it further or deeper into our body, mm-hmm. um, by doing that creative expression, um, and that creative expression runs the gamut, you know, like how, in how many ways can you be creative, and this emotion is making me be creative this way, you know, how many times have I felt super happy and I just have to dance? Uh, those feet won't stop. And it's like, turn on the music, let's go. Oh my gosh, I can't stop the feet going. And then, that's, and then it just keeps it going, right? Yeah, totally. um, and in the same instance, you know, when you're feeling like really pissed off, like somebody, whatever, the interaction, and you're just like, wow, I can't believe I'm feeling this intense about this interaction. How do you deal with it, you know? How do you get it out? Like, I'll go for a mad bike ride. Because when I go fast, it makes me feel like it's going out of me somehow, you know. Um, And I know that, you know, driving, people love to drive and, like, test that skill. And, I mean, it can be a little dangerous, yeah, whatever, but that's your choice. Whoa, knock yourself out. Right, (laughs) You know, Um, but artists, you know, painting, writing, creative writing, just, you know, that constant flow. Just let it out, let it out, do a diary or, or, or just a little piece of work or, I don't know, you know, a lot of times I'm excited about something, I'll cook. That's a really, it's a very creative experience for me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm feeling a lot of love, like I am right now, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to cook some later for my children, and they're going to be like, this is the most lovely, yummy, and I'm like, isn't it? No. Um, so whatever it is, I mean, this emotional experience is is deepened and further, um, ex- it's kind of like an explanation starts to happen to you about why you even had that feeling in the first place when you bring it closer and deeper. Absolutely. Then you can really appreciate 
your emotion and go, thank you. Now I understand what it was that drove me to ride my bike for 20 miles. <laughs> um, I, I am feeling moved to ask the question, what advice would you give to people who are either terrified of feeling their emotions or have been taught that it is not safe to express their emotions? I'm thinking about anyone who might be listening who might be like, that sounds great, but how do I do that? I mean, I know that's a... Oh, it's baby steps. That yeah. is baby steps. I mean, the, there has to be a trust facilitated. Mm, absolutely. Um, knowing that no matter what happens here, your higher self is all, only taking the lessons. You're never, ever damaged, broken or hurt beyond repair because when we pass from this body we go back to the light and everything is purified yeah. we take the richness of the experience and all the things we've learned and we then bring it into our light bodies and in that energetic exchange change the way the universe works so asking to come into this body and be here is a huge dedication to the definition of here when we are able to, even in small increments, sit with those feelings, and I'm, you know, definitely feeling like, you know, the uncomfortable ones, the ones that we're not so happy about, of course, those are the ones we want to run away from, those are the ones we want to numb, boy, I don't like this feeling, I'm going to grab a drink, oh, get me high, you know, all that stuff. These are temporary band-aids, and I'm not saying don't do it. That is totally your, your thing, and it's fine. Everyone's been there. I've been there. My parents have been there. Oh, my gosh, whatever. Um, there's no judgment in it. But know that the connection to these emotional responses cannot be opened up or really ingested and used as a lesson until um, we stop using these Band-Aids. Mm. Now, I'm not saying, oh my, you know, then you're thinking, oh wow, I'm going to spend every day feeling depressed and miserable. If you attend to this kind of meditation and, and energetic process on a daily basis, and there were times where I was doing this more than 10 times a day because I was so depressed. I was like, I'm going down that road again. Oh my gosh. Sit down, bring in the energy. That is how, because the energy is so open-ended. You're not defining the energy when it comes in. You're not saying, I want this energy for this particular boo-boo. You might start off that way. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening in the session with yourself and connecting to the um, light and love uh, that you are inherently really aligned with, immediately those things go away. Mm -hmm. They're purified. And then you can get through maybe the next 10 minutes without feeling poopy. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it can be, it can, it can, this is part of the discipline of how do I get myself out of this mind trap, you know, little habitrail wheel hamster thing, you know, where you're running around in circles but not going anywhere. Right. So many people I know are in a meditative practice. They do yoga all the time, but they're pretty depressed. Yeah. It's because if you cannot find enough dedication to bringing yourself this love as often as needed. And it is always more. And it's not like there's a cap to it. Um, only in that process will you start to 
change your vibration enough so that you're not always on that wheel. Mm. And there's a frustration in, in figuring out how to get off the wheel. So many people are comfortable on the wheel. They're like, I know this wheel. This wheel goes round in circles. I'm really good at this. Uh, I'm really good at every day I get on this wheel and I go and then I go to sleep. And then that's it. You know, so there is a comfort to that's what you know. Yeah. There's such a huge courageousness in getting off the wheel and I say, I'm just going to bring in some Latin love right now and see what happens. Let's see what this feels like. Let's, I don't have, I don't even know. I mean, I've been doing this, this, and this, and I'm still wanting to get back on that wheel and go around in circles. Maybe this might do it. I guarantee, hands down, this is the way to get off the wheel. And it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't have a beer. Absolutely not. You know, it's all good. All yeah. good. We're not here to beat ourselves up or to have judgment and say, oh, to be a holy person, you can't, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll, you can't have any of the fun stuff, bullshit. All of that's bullshit. You get to define with your intention and who you are, where your joy lies. Mm. And it is all good. It's about you giving yourself permission. Can you accept how good you are? Can you accept all those funky thorns you've got coming out of your back? Because <laughs> everybody's got them. And how many times are you just staring at them going, look at how ugly that is, oh my God. Whereas really, you are a gorgeous rose. You're a beautiful flower. And when people see you walking down the street, what are you showing them first? Most likely, you're showing them your flower. Unless you're particularly ornery that day. <laughs> and you're like, your yeah, you're like catch this. <laughs> Watch out, I'm spiky. <laughs> Maybe those days you spend by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, again, intention. Intention. Even this morning, I'm getting out of bed, and in my mind, I had some crazy crap going on in there that was bringing me down. I was like, I'm not even, my feet aren't even on the floor and my mind is already giving me poop. And I said, you know what, never mind, get up, go to yoga, clear the slate. And then I went and I meditated. And I was so happy. Mm. I was giggling for the next hour. Just happy, happy. And I didn't, there was no particular reason to be happy. Nothing really changed except for that I intended to be happy. And now, I'm just doing it, and I'm here with you, and that's awesome. You know, and then there's just that feeling of anticipation, and, oh boy, what's next? This is fun. Um, that's my work now, is mm -hmm. to, I want to find that funny, giggly place every day. Even if I'm doing the laundry, it's got to be funny. I want to meet funny people, I want to see funny things, and I intend to have that life. And I get it. And it's fun. Mm. What are your intentions? Do you intend when you go food shopping to get hit in the leg by the cart of the old lady behind you and bleed or something? Are you intending that? Oh no, I've got to do this. That then, bravo, you've intended it and you got it. Very good. Enjoy your leg wound. Yes. <laughs> so what are you intending? Every day you can intend exactly what you're getting. And you're always getting exactly what you intended. 
that responsibility is difficult to look at. How did you intend these relationships you're in? All of them. Yeah. And how can you intend something else? This is the work. It's an everyday thing. It's only about bringing in the energy, and that's the only way it changes. You cannot plan to move through your life more gracefully than just doing this work. Mm. Because there's no work. Actually, it's just discipline in bringing in more light and love. And then things change. It's amazing. Yeah. And I can't find the... It feels, it feels I'm very limited in explaining the intensity behind what I'm saying because the feeling is so big. Mm. But I also know that those who are listening are going to get it. Yeah. And really hear what I'm saying and go, oh, that's the thing I was needing to hear. Because it also this is energy. Mm-hmm. This message is for everyone who's listening. Then you need to hear this. This is the next thing for you. Yeah. And there are no coincidences. You didn't trip upon this and go, what is that crazy lady saying? Oh my gosh, can you believe this? It's about the next thing. What's the next thing for you? You get to define it. How exciting is that? Hugely. Awesome. Yeah. And so in, um, in my, um, I have a blog on my website, thevisionandthevoice.com, um, where I bring channeled messages um, from various entities. Awesome. Um, it started off with Archangel Michael, um, and then I went to Archangel Raphael, and now I have the Council of Mother, who um, is very much aligned with um, Earth energy. Um, there are a lot of entities in this, in this council. Um, so it's, if you know of Abraham Hicks and, and, um, Esther Hicks' work, uh, Abraham is a conglomerate of voices. This is the same, um, energetic sharing that I have from the Council of Mother. Um, and a lot of the channel messages for that are on there. Um, I'll be having workshops coming up in the fall. I usually like to do one in October and one in February, um, either two or four days, depending on what's needed at the time. I mean, it's just kind of a, um, a, a knowing that kind of happens when it comes close. I go, oh, it's time, we got to do this, and then I shoot out the emails and stuff. So there is a sign-up on my website about um, just receiving the channel messages. I, I don't overdo it. It's not like, oh my gosh, you're doing it every day and my mailbox is full. I think maybe it's like once or twice a month. Oh yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm on your new moon and full moon list and it's very, you're, you're a very respectful emailer, which I appreciate. As well, somebody who's on a shit ton of mail, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, and I start to ignore it if it comes really often, like if they are emailing me too often, I just can't. Because I'm like, you obviously are too verbose. <laughs> you have too much to share. I don't think I want to know so many things. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally aware of, of all that. Uh, um, and then, of course, I think you can, you know, pick on the newsletter whether or not you even want to get those notices and all that stuff. Oh, because I, I, I haven't gotten any of your channel notices. I only get the moon. I don't send out. those out oh, you through, know, you just post through that on the newsletter. Website. Okay. Though the channel messages are already on the blog. 
And those I think you can sign up for. And there's a tweet thing there, too. I'm not very good at these things. But there's a little tweet, there's a little blog (laughs) where you can sign up for and then you can get the channel messages whenever you're ready to receive that. And then um, hopefully by the fall we'll have this podcast up and running. So exciting. I am so excited about this because I am in touch with so many gorgeous lightworkers. Um, who have beautiful stories to tell um, that will inspire you and and make you feel like it's possible for you too. And, um, of course, they'll get the opportunity to talk about their work and what they're doing in their different places, and they're all over the United States, all over the world. Um, So that's the next thing, and I'm super jazzed. Making that community happen. Absolutely. Got to bring it together. Yeah, one one day and one intention at a time. Yep. I, 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 could, I could just keep listening to you. You look like, like, like smiling and nodding and like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Normally I talk a lot more during the episodes and I'm like, yeah, go on, Esme. Yeah. I'm, I'm I know, I was like, you're supposed to be talking too. <laughs> nope. You were saying, you were saying plenty. It was, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I mean, I guess in, you've given us your website, I'm like, sort of coming back into the interview as opposed to just being here as a listening, as a sounding board. Um, is there anything that you would like to impart unto our listeners? Any, you know, even any messages that might have come through recently that you feel would benefit sharing during the interview right now? Or um, anything else that strikes your fancy? Because we are, um, yeah, we have another like ten, nine, ten minutes before okay. we're at an hour. I have a really groovy story. Yeah, I I am all ears. I have groovy stories. Um, I huh, well, I, I'm already going going into this place of judgment and saying, don't think I'm crazy, but you know, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna not say that and just say the story How about that um, because let's just say my experience is pretty out there. Um, and I keep getting more and more far out things happening. So it's this one's this one just happened this weekend. Um, I went to yoga, and um, just down the block away is, is the Greenwood Cemetery on Fifth Avenue and Twenty Fifth Street. It's a historic landmark. It is a gorgeous place. Um, the nature there is has such intention for. Um, helping and and making you feel better um so many people you know have passed and in cemeteries many people are grieving and missing their loved ones and the trees and the uh, the the elementals that um reside there have such integrity towards their their mission to create um um an opportunity for this transition of the grief to pass through and find peace with it um i love going there uh, hands down i'm Big fan. I've uh, done tree meditation groups there, which is one of my favorite things to do. Maybe we'll start those up again. Um, I have a I have a tree sister there that I visit often, and uh, on my way to her, immediately because it was a full moon, it was the Saturday morning. I was extremely emotional, just mm-hmm. walking down the road, and I was already crying. Wow. I was like, I was just feeling the love and the support and the beauty of this place, and. So grateful that I get to spend time there, and 
you know, just the gratitude of the simplicity of my life and, and the love I feel. When I, when I intend, I go, where is it? Lean back into it. Boom, it's there. There's never an opportunity where um, if I'm walking around and I'm not feeling exactly jazzed, I can't turn it on, mm. right? So here I am walking and the, it's just flowing and I'm feeling like um, very um, expansive and that it's not just me in my body existing, you know, like I'm connecting to all the energy of all the beings that are around me and it's like getting a high five from all the trees. It's like, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? You know, it's like, oh, my posse, hi, how you doing? You know, so it's kind of this crazy... Um, community, um, a lot of support, and and um, it just fuels it. I feel so light and full of energy when I when I expand myself in this way. Um, and I, I can't honestly say I do that like on the train or anything. You know, New York City subways are a little. I don't expand that way. I usually bring in a lot right. of light and love and bring bring love. Like I don't necessarily reach out to everybody because then you pick up on, on other stuff, which is, you know, a whole workshop on itself. Yeah. But, um, so here I am walking, and I'm getting closer to my sister tree, um, and I'm kind of reveling in in the, the amount of emotion I'm feeling. The, there's so many things in it. I mean, the crying is because of the gratitude and the happiness and the, and the unity and the, oh my gosh, I'm just so amazed at this moment of communion and I'm walking by this really tall pine tree um, enormous like a giant with pine cones that are like as big as my leg she's huge <laughs> huge huge tree and in the tree is a red-tailed hawk and she's just looking at me and I stop dead I'm going whoa and then I was like, embarrassing. I was just crying like an idiot. So sorry, excuse me. You know, like I felt like such a like I was a mouse or something. Like, I'm sorry. That was I'm I'm okay. Never mind the tears. You know. So in that moment, um, again, I felt the gift of this so 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 called coincidence, which of course I was not a coincidence. And I began to. Um, a, kind of an ask permission to receive the gift of her wisdom. Mm -hmm. And um, there were a couple of things that she had said to me. One of them was, not everyone can see me. And that is because of who they are, not who I am. And this message was truly a, a gift to me at this particular juncture in my life as I align more and more with the truth and vibration of who I am. Um, my relationships are all changing. Mm -hmm. And her message leaned again into the magnificence of her power has everything to do with her um, lack of doubt in who she is. Wouldn't that be silly if a hawk wasn't sure? Like, uh, you know, I feel like a bunny today. <laughs> you know, she's never not sure who she is and what she's here to do. She's always a hawk. Yeah. 
So how is it in your life, in my life, this is how I took these messages, um, to have that clarity? You don't owe anybody anything. You are who you are. And in that definition, in alignment with who you are, you are very powerful. And there are those who will be very comfortable with that. There are those who will be attracted to that. And there are those who are going to freak out because of that. Because there were a whole bunch of birds standing around her going, Holy shit! There's a hawk! Holy shit! There's a hawk! And they just kept going and going. And I was, I looked at her and I said, Why are they going on and on? I mean, yeah, you're here, but you obviously ate already because you're just sitting there. And she's like, you know, that's just their experience of me. They can't have another one. They've chosen not to. Wow. Um... So this, this exchange continued, and then it was really funny because at one point I walked closer to the tree, and there was a squirrel in the tree, and the squirrel got mad at me and started chitting, you know, chitting, yeah, chitting. Yeah, yeah. and then the hawk turned to the squirrel and was like, food, food, <gasps> and then the squirrel was like, shit, <laughs> and then the squirrel got stone still, and the, and the hawk was like, I already ate, but you look good. And I was like, holy shit, what's happening now? You know, like, she is, <laughs> she is always in alignment with who she is. Totally. You know, here we are having this oh, gorgeous exchange, God. and then, you know, a little bit of food goes by, and she's like, food! <laughs> Juicy squirrel! <laughs> yummy, yummy! And I was like, ah! You know, like, it, it kind of broke her focus with me to be the animal that she is, but she's so much bigger than who she is. I mean, she's as little, but, whoa. Yeah. You know, and therein lies the gift of nature and those beings and those elementals mm -hmm. and the energy of, of all animals to enhance your experience, to share their clarity. Your house cat will never forget that he's a house cat. Never. Never. How can you always align with that and say, you're reminding me that all I need to be is me? And to find that simplicity, how gorgeous, what an incredible message that was. That's amazing. Yeah, I cried some more, you know. Yeah. Uh, understandably. Understandably. I was like, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I was glad I was alone in the cemetery. <laughs> I have to say, Greenwood Cemetery is an extraordinary place. And it's free admission for anybody who's ever in Brooklyn wanting to go check it out. It is a profoundly beautiful and extremely peaceful place. It's stunning. That is they, the I think they even have yoga in the mornings there sometimes. No. Yes. I think it's Saturday morning. You have to go look to their website. Wow. But it, I think they started doing yoga in the cemetery. I was like... That's I'm incredible. Gonna, I'm going to ask them to see if we do meditation groups. I'll be doing that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Wowie. That Wow. Yeah, that sounds incredible. That sounds fun. <laughs> that was a perfect story to end on, too. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just, I'm so thrilled that I was able to record everything that you just said for all of my dear, sweet listeners to hear. Um, so I'll definitely make sure to say it again in the outro that I will record later. Um, but your website is thevisionandthevoice.com. Um, you're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. You're on what else? 
everything else, nothing else. The podcast is coming, podcast, but is that'll coming. be on the site, and we'll have a link there or whatever. Totally. And did you want to mention anything about Kickstarter? You had said something oh, earlier. Yeah, that, oh, my gosh, that's a whole other story. I'm not so sure we have time for <laughs> But um, I do plan to um, promote a project on Kickstarter about my... Um, my cards that I've channeled from Archangel Michael, a book that goes with it, and a um, app that I want to create where I do readings for you on the app. Amazing! Um, oh yeah. my gosh! Well, I will definitely, I'll definitely have to have you back around that time. I would love to do like a panoply podcast of just like all the beautiful different sort of workers of the light that I know in That'd all of the funny. different ways. My sacred disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> Mirrored panels going out. Yeah, like your light. Your light looks like a disco ball. Oh, how fun. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. Disco ball light. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much, Esme. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for letting me pour my heart out. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. It feels gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Esme. You can find her online at thevisionandthevoice.com. I will be putting some other uh, links to some of her stuff in the blog entry on lunchwithlegs.com, as well as a beautiful picture of her. So go ahead and uh, check out the website if you haven't already. Thanks again, guys. Hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to bringing you a brand new episode next week. Take care, guys. Lots of love. Bye. Want some lunch for your ears? Lunch with legs.